0: Thank you very much for your story. Very interesting. We (laughs) must have a chat about this machine of yours sometime. (laughs) Yes. And about the notion of your capturing alien species from your own private zoo. Zoo? No, doctor, this is important scientific research. I am helping to conserve endangered species. By putting them in this machine? Oh, yes. Ah, yes, of course. Just in the same way a jam maker conserves (laughs) raspberries. Oh, don't mind him.
1: He just likes to irritate people.
0: Welcome to Into the Time Vortex podcast, talking about the Doctor episode Nightmare of Eden. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. And we're talking about um, this Tom Baker episode from 1979. Yep, 79. And um, this is an episode that when I heard about it, that we were going to do this, I was like, "Why are we picking this absolutely horrible episode?" But the horrible episode's got to get done too. So, um, but when I watched the episode, I actually saw. A lot. This is what happened with the Underworld too. I watched Underworld. and I said, Underworld's got to be one of my worst. So when I watched it, I said, Boy, there's a lot of good stuff in this. But they put things in it that just brought it apart, and it's not quite as good as it could could have been. But there's some bad stuff in it too. So, so what'd you think?
1: I didn't care for it all that much I mean this one is written by Bob Baker who was one of the co-creators of K-9 and it just the premise you know with the drugs smuggling and all that I think it had just too much going on you know you had the ship stuck, two ships stuck together you had the mandrill's you had who's the guy inside the Eden view cast and you had the drug smuggling and you had all this and you had Tom Baker taking complete control and being way over the top so let's talk about that Tom Baker taking
0: over the episode I actually found Tom Baker to be absolutely spectacular in this episode up until the end and that final scene is what I remembered when I thought about this episode and it's one of the last scenes in the episode and maybe I'll put it in as the introductory to this (laughs) but it basically has has him Like we don't, we see him off. It's it's like a voiceover, and he's like, "Oh my god! Oh my arms, my legs, my everything!" Because he's being torn apart by the monsters, and he comes out, he's all disheveled and everything, and it's horrible. And I don't know why they left it in, but it was one of those embarrassing moments, like "Happy Christmas, Doctor" or something like that, (laughs) that just takes you out of the episode. But beyond that, I thought it was pretty neat. I thought at the beginning, especially he does, he does his best thing is when he gets in, introduced into a situation. He comes right in, and they're all kind of panicking, and he's like, "Well, well, I'll just separate the ships for you." And they're like, kind of like what? And, and he's just kind of he, he has those little quips where he kind of makes fun of the people and stuff, and walks away. And he does that throughout the episode. He does a lot of. um... Shushing people, which I think is a lot like Tom Baker, like he wants to get his lines in. So and he put his hand over Lala Ward's mouth several times. And I know Lala probably didn't like that because there's an episode where she's like doing this. And I, I don't know if that's part of the script where she, he does that. But obviously, they were at this time, I don't know if they were married at this point, but they were going to get married. I
1: think they were married, heading towards the divorce. Well, <laughs>
0: and maybe it was the putting the hand over the mouth. That well, she had her. this
1: claim when they asked at a convention, they asked what's the great, worst, scariest monsters of Doctor Who. Her answer is always Tom Baker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I thought he was really good in this
0: um, for the most part. I thought Lala Ward as Romana was really good in this. I thought the two of them worked really well. This was um, a pretty good episode with the two of them. Um, I never was bothered by the fact that K9 was voiced by someone different, but it jarred me this when I watched it recently because I was like, "Oh, I forgot about him."
1: Yeah, David Breeley?
0: Yeah, and, it, and it's like, "Huh? Okay. I, it I doesn't
1: have that type of voice that John Leeson had." Yeah.
0: So that was kind of a letdown, but but overall, I I thought the story was pretty interesting. I didn't think it was over there was not too much going on. I thought it was pretty pretty good. Um the, act, the special effects are not the best. Obviously, I watched the extras on the DVD, and I didn't know this, or I had forgot about it, that they, the model effects were done on video, which I don't think was. They claimed it wasn't done before, I, but but I feel like it, we've seen it a lot since. So maybe that was the first episode they did it, but they used to do it on film, so it looked better, or a little bit better. But the video just didn't look right. And I, I didn't mind it that much, but I, I definitely saw that it was kind of a poor effect. And so that's what Underworld did. Underworld yeah, had Underworld. bad effects yeah, and it, yeah. I thought that brought the story down. But I thought the story was pretty good. The acting on one particular actor in this episode also made it worse and it rivals the underwater menace guy, is the Trist guy oh, with uh, the glasses.
1: Professor and, Trist. Oh my god. He was a, well, what he was awful. Yeah. I also did. Like you know, German accent. Officer Fisk and Officer Costa—they were way too stupid and too comical. The story had too many you know goofy, comical characters running around in it. I don't
0: think they were that comical. They were the two
1: police guys.
0: uh, Well, the the scene where Tom Baker goes, "Look!" and then they run out the door and close the door—that was silly. And I criticize the new series for doing stuff like that. I should criticize the old series for doing that, but. I feel like Tom Baker has the presence to do that, whereas none of the other doctors really would have the presence. It's to two just M- maybe Patrick Falcon.
1: Could have gotten really right just too dumb. Yeah, it was just yeah. The, those two cops and Triss were just like way too over the top and trying to be funny, funny, and it was like they're trying to let's try to be funnier than Tom Baker or something like that. I don't know. It...
0: But my expect I I haven't seen this episode in years, so. When I went into it I, I said this is gonna be one of those bad ones and maybe you know, maybe it's because I haven't seen them in so long I'm like well, it's also <coughs>
1: doing Graham Williams are right in there. They try to make all the stories uh, not as scary. Yeah. I mean then the man- mandrills come out. It was the when they finally appear and they cut the hole in the wall to go to the other yeah. s- spaceship and they have the hole in the wall they go they Tom Baker looks at the screen and goes Oh, and then they put it back. I'm like, they have to look at the screen, make a scary, like a surprise voice in the face, and then put the thing back up. I'm like, really? The mandrills.
0: I thought the design was good. I I thought they they were a really good design. I thought they were kind of cute. And so obviously they're not supposed to be like that. Like the Yeti, it reminded yeah. me of the Yeti a little bit. When they were inside the the dark. Jungle area. The Eden, landscape, Eden yeah. landscape. They looked a lot better because all you saw were the glowing eyes walking through the forest. Yeah, they're scary right part? Yeah, but then when you see them in the spaceship walking <clears throat> down like this, especially when they get herded away, they're like, you know, I was expecting little whimpering noises as they're being punished or something, and you feel bad for them because they're not really monsters or whatever. But and then the part that I thought was funny and I was laughing along with the guy laughing was when the, the Economy class gets attacked. Yeah, and the and guys are <laughs> laughing, and I'm like laughing all it because it's like you, the camera's there, and there's a close up of someone going, you know, and they're just they're sitting there. And they they have these claws, but the claws aren't going into the people. They want, like, they're going like the arms are hitting the people, and the claws are like so big that they're and obviously they didn't want to hurt the actors yeah, or, or damage the claws, probably more like it. So they, you know, but you saw the claw marks on some of the victims, and that looked pretty gruesome, but. You didn't actually see anyone get clawed because all they were doing was just hitting them. Because they i don't
1: think they can move those arms. Well, their, their hands are so stiff. Well, the,
0: the hands go up to here, and then the claws are up here, so they're actually hitting. the hands are hitting the people, but the claws are way up there. So all they're doing is hugging these people to death, which I think is what the yeti did too. Actually, I they thought they were just—they hug people to death, which. Is, <laughs>
1: That's what the giant anteater does as well. Maybe they were modeled along the giant anteater. Oh, he, he hugs people to death? He it hugs can. People? If you get hugged by a giant anteater, you're going to die. Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's you know something good to know. <laughs> don't, don't, don't hug. Don't, don't hug. So um, I, I, I
0: enjoyed this episode to a degree. Um, I didn't think it was as bad as I remembered it. I mean, one or two, that Trist guy just annoyed me. The, you know, German, accent you the uh, German accent and the
1: German
0: yeah, over the top and yeah. You know, I know they're trying to make a, they're trying to make them. What what it was is, and I don't know if Douglas Adams had anything to do with this, but they're trying to add a little bit of character. So that's why they had people that acted a little out of the ordinary. But if you have everyone acting as serious and the same, maybe. But I felt that. Everyone need more people need to be serious, and it's the doctor that's the one that's kind of flip it and goes into a situation and kind of. You don't need to have every other character be eccentric either. Now we have like two or three that right. are kind of eccentric, and that's my criticism of the new show a lot. But
1: um, anyhow, um, I just I just thought some of it was just too silly. I mean. Well, the whole Graham Williams, I don't care for the whole Graham Williams era because they went lighthearted, yeah. they went silly, Tom Baker was out of control because Graham Williams didn't rein him in and didn't have the, uh, what am I looking for, the authority to reel him in like Philip Hinchcliffe did and then later on John Nathan Turner. Yeah. They just let Tom Baker do what he wanted.
0: Yeah, and, and I don't like that. I don't like this. What other episodes? There was we're like on one of is... the
1: key to time where they're walking down a corridor, and all of a sudden, decides to twirl around for no apparent reason. I think that was in what the, the first, the first, uh, yeah. what, was that uh, Armageddon? Not fact. No, uh, rivals operation where he just all of a sudden starts he's me. He's blowing into the creature from the pit. Yeah, I, I mean, and this this
0: one where. At first, when you look at it, you go, "Oh, there's Tom Baker improvising." But this was a voiceover, so was it a voiceover? It's, cause I don't it's, know. It didn't. I mean, or he, or he was out. He was talking into a microphone because it was very. Um, it wasn't like a studio where he's talking on the other side of the studio and you hear echo. It's him, like really loud, like he's talking into a microphone. Maybe. Maybe he was, had a microphone in there. Maybe, but he was also running at one point, and it didn't sound like. He was running, it sounded like he was just talking, so it felt I mean we could look at it again, but it sounded like a voiceover and it's like, Well so how do they get a voiceover that's a horrible scene? And I mean they just they made an effort to put it in there, it just didn't seem right. But um it was it was pretty because it was badly acted too, it was Tom Baker over the top
1: going, Oh my arm, my leg, my God. Yeah, it was just, it was just, and He comes out. with the coat all turned up. Just the coat turn up. No, Dirt on the face, and it doesn't look like he got beat up. Just the coat was torn up. His shirt and pants were fine. It was just well, that's what
0: he was doing back there. He's probably changing into his clothes, and his they must have had different scarfs because that scarf got drenched in green plant liquid. That when he he bit into a plant like a, a, the plants were eating them so he ate ate the plant is that what happened i was like what is that an impro- it wasn't an improvisation. it probably was it, no because the, the plant we been into it liquid came out that wasn't
1: It wasn't but um it did not make any sense it was kind of boring. weird but I think I'm kinda of glad I didn't watch this episode I, I enjoyed well, you it should go back more. and watch it and just so you, you have a sense of that era so when, you, uh-huh. when we do another one from that era <laughs> you'll be prepared for this. Yeah, that because there's worse. <laughs> oh yeah, there is worse. But I, I,
0: I, I was, I, I was fine with this episode. I mean, it's not the greatest episode. But I thought, like Underworld, I thought there was a lot of good. Underworld had some amazing special effects in the first episode, and then it had one of the worst effects ever in the series after that. So it feels like, too bad they couldn't keep a consistency. But
1: well, they also. Went with the, the time, the current events the time of the time, with the drug hmm. trafficking. The, the, mm-hmm. the yeah, the, the synopsis said it was a a statement about drug use. Proxanin or, or um, brox, was it? Proxanin. Um, frox... Froxanin? Froxanin? Oh no, it's uh, a I thought. Fro, frox... Froxanin? Frox, <laughs> I can't even really. Doesn't matter. V r o x o i n. Froxanin, Yeah and which the drug is so powerful that it wipes out entire civilizations on the planet well yeah
0: I mean it just that one guy he he got happy for a, a little while then he got mad for a little while then he was okay <laughs> so it wasn't that bad oh, pilot yeah well, well the
1: yeah, first the first the navigator guy was all happy and then he was like frantically searching for it and the, then found some and got happy and then got killed by the mandrils.
0: They one of the other bad scenes, and this is because of limitations of script, is that guy, the d- drug smuggler, must have had a vision problem because he couldn't see anything. He gets on board the ship and Tom Baker's right behind him in the seat behind him and he didn't see him. Oh, and that's then when right. he gets out of the ship he just walks right out and Tom Baker's asleep in the back.
1: Because they took it was the type of ship that you you didn't have. But he was like literally right on didn't top have any of any oxygen. So the side. Tom Baker's doctor went to the trance to slow down his breathing so he could survive the vacuum yeah, and yeah the guy <laughs> Tom Baker's like like this right behind the chair I'm just like I may not see him and then when he
0: went out he went right to the elevator and there was like three or four people right there and he just walked right by and I mean that happens all the time there was another incident of that where they were like oh they're they're like Tom Baker's sitting there going to to, to Romana going shh. meanwhile you're here Eee e- 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 as K 9s <laughs> rolling down the thing, and I'm like, Oh, the K nine was really loud in that episode, and it was really having. You could hear
1: it strongly. Did anybody have any WD forty for that dog? And it was it just, it just it was the, the motor. motors inside or whatever just and going, it, in. and it was click click click. You know, they're, they're all lucky, the lucky that the thing worked because a lot of times it didn't work. You have to pick it up and put it where it's supposed to be. <laughs> out camera, it was just, I don't know. I, I never cared for canine. Never.
0: I, didn't, I, didn't, I never
1: like it. The best them, one man. was canine scenes. My favorite canine scene in the in Leisure Hive. They're at the Brighton Beach off season. It's freezing cold. And he's sleeping, and Ramada has a beach ball. And canine's sprouting all these things. And she gets annoyed, and she takes the beach ball and she throws it. And she goes, Go fetch. And she, canine's going after the beach ball. The beach ball goes into the ocean. Canine goes in the ocean <laughs> and blows up. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was the best
1: scene. She's like, Canine, no. And he's like, Go get the ball. I'm like, you're a dog, why would you go get the ball? <laughs> <laughs> dumb.
0: But um and then he pulls up. But that was good it was worth it to see a dumb scene thing get blown up like that. But I well, there are a lot of dumb damage. scenes in
1: Nightmare Ravina.
0: Well, and and then, I always talk about, I think it was Invisible Enemy, where they go, here, why don't you cut the wall right here? You can see the wall's already been cut. It just falls off when nine shoots it. This happened in this episode where they had the, why don't you cut a hole here? You're looking at it going, you can see the hole already. It's already been cut. It's just like a piece of paper over it. They kind of just
1: like had the wall looking normal without the cut, have canines that cut the wall here and then cut back later with it already cut, ready to take yeah. off, so you wouldn't have to see Canine's laser going around. So I'm like, why do you have to show us the laser cutting the wall? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So and I noticed a couple of other little geeky moments that I just wanted to make reference to. One of the scenes where they're scrolling through the different scenes from Eden, um there's a couple of other planets that they have. And one or two of them were from um, taken from Space 1999. Oh, really? Yeah, from the special effects from that show. And then there's a scene where I think they're on board the smuggler's ship where he's typing into a, like a really old 70s computer to click, click, click. <laughs> there's a a radar thing right there, and that's a prop from UFO that that's been in that that was used for Doctor Who constantly. It was used in Green Death. It was used. I just wanted to throw that out there. It was kind of a neat little. Reference that hardly anyone would get.
1: We reference the guy saying he. We were talking before we started. So, he studied under the professor from. I don't much. I think he might have because of the same type of machines. Yeah, they are, and he they mentioned like, oh yeah, that, that's from.
0: Um, you know, I knew the professor such and such, and I don't and Stein. Yeah but who was the, the professor in Carnival monsters it wasn't a professor it was just a
1: it Was a sideshow guy
0: yeah so but I don't know if, if that's a reference that's we're supposed to know or it's I looked it up briefly and didn't see anything on like Wikipedia because the classic
1: it, series doesn't usually no they don't they don't reference past episodes mm-hmm.
0: but I felt that this might have been a reference <coughs> and it's been a while since I've seen Carnival Monsters. but it's almost the same story I mean that, you know some of the ideas of it where it takes a portion of a planet away and has a, um, animals on board or whatever, but this is almost like a sequel to it. And I think if they if the show had more continuity or was done today, I think it would have been full of continuity. We would send original Of course Carnival Monsters, you know, the design the character the uh, costume designs was amazingly <laughs>
1: They wouldn't do that again oh, you know, yeah, like a plate. This episode was all very. Spaceship was all white. Was all the sets were like white in color. Costumes were white or black, and very. It was all white and black. It was just like, kind of hard on the eyes. (laughs) And the mandrels were black, kind of green eyes, but yeah, they're walking down white corridors. The effect where the mandrel gets, blown up. Blown up. Or
0: killed, and then it disintegrates into the drug, was pretty good. I thought that was a really good effect.
1: Yeah, that was good. And where they discovered that that's how they were smuggling the, yeah. the drug onto the ship, which was not being detected by the scan because it was in the, the machine mm-hmm. on those. Yeah. Where the uh, secret agent guy was hiding.
0: Yeah. I thought there was some pretty good stuff in this, but again, like a lot of shows in this era, you know it gets let down a lot. Any questions?
1: I don't have any questions. No. Okay.
0: <laughs> Where can I see this episode? No. It's not on D
1: V D or
0: Amazon, I think. It's one of the DVDs I hadn't opened yet. I was like, I forgot right? all about it. I'm like I go is it
1: on Amazon Prime? It might be. I know their their Amazon Prime is getting more and more classic. I'll check. Or I'm you can do it you. the alternate way and <laughs>
0: I, I I watch these things. Uh, I mean, part of it is I watch it historically. I try to look at it and say, what's going on at this time, and especially with Tom Baker and Lala Ward because they were, at the time this was happening, they were, um, in the process of, of courting each other, and potentially getting married, and then eventually a divorce like a um, day later or something. So, I always kind of like watch how they're performing because sometimes you kind of read into it and say. Oh, she's mad at him right now because she's she's kind of just. Well, well yeah, evidence <laughs> in the
1: next season, in season yeah. eighteen. Yeah. They, there was, they, the. I, I thought they
0: each got married after they both left the show, and then they got divorced shortly
1: after. So. Uh, I thought they were married while they were on the show, like when they did City of Death.
0: You can look it up, but I I I feel like they got married after the fact, but. Um, but maybe not. I also noticed continuity errors, which I know, believe it or not, that did happen in Doctor Who back then. <laughs> um, they made some when when they do something that's noticeable to you. A lot of times, there's a reason for it. And they said mandrills and then they said, oh, the name of the creature is mandrel, and then someone else goes, the name of the creature is mandrel, and I'm like, why are they doing that? in the next episode, everybody knows that they're called mandrills and they're going, there's mandrels down on the B deck. And I'm like, how did that guy know they were called mandrills? So there was, it seemed like it was a, like a script error that they fixed by just adding in a line like, oh, by the way, they're called mandrills. Well, let me let everyone on the ship know because they don't know right now. They're all called mandrills. Okay. But it's, and, and that happened a couple of times where there was something else where it was like, how did that person know that that person was doing this? It's almost like they read the script and knew it ahead of time. It was like, I, I don't remember. I mean, Douglas Adams should be good at script editing. I don't know who wrote this. Bob had, Baker. Oh, yeah, that's right. Bob Baker. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, um, the director was fired from this episode.
1: Yeah, halfway through it, too. Yeah. Bromley.
0: Yeah, he. Um, I wish there was an interview with him. He probably would have ripped into it. But he. Um, I guess he didn't know what he was doing and he really didn't get along with Tom Baker, we were, we which is were both like,
1: wrong. They were married in nineteen eighty and divorced in nineteen
0: eighty two. Okay. Well you, well so he was already off that That's was, what I said. Yeah. It's off the show already. Yeah. Okay. So I was right. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't literally mean that he got divorced the day after, but it was very quickly afterwards, yeah. You know? But um but it's fascinating to see that and um, I didn't recognize any other performers or actors really a couple of them look familiar the that they're probably in other doctor episodes but I didn't
1: Well, yeah the uh... one of the dumb cops was in the image of Fendel, he was the old he was the, the son of the old lady that lived in that uh, out in the woods okay Yep. Yeah, so So. Yeah,
0: it was alright I, I, I didn't have a problem with it but it's not one of the
1: better ones no it's not
0: universally um, and I think it was worse that season but <laughs>
1: Was there? Oh, yeah, the Horns of Nightman Creature from the Pit. Yeah.
0: But then again, I say that, and I bet you, well, if I watch them again, I'd probably be like, oh, there's two pets. god awful. I can't there. imagine saying that about Horns of Nightman though. That's pretty bad. Anyways, so uh, that's it for the Nightmare on Eden. Nightmare of, of, Eden. E- of Eden. I know everyone's going to know that, but um, <laughs> thanks for listening.